Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to the Tech Chit Chat Show. If you're new here, my name is Ken. You can find me on Northern Viking Every Day and Northern Viking Explorer on YouTube. I'm here with my co-host, Stephen Loney on YouTube and 8-Bit Warrior on Twitter. Good day, Mr. Stephen. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing okay. How about yourself this morning? I'm doing really good, thank you. It's garbage day. It's sunny out. It's it's a good day here. Cheers. Yeah, coffee. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Ooh. Well, it's always blurry on my end when I... I know, yours refuses to, to focus. focus. Yeah. Um, we've got a good show for you today. We've got a bunch of stuff we're going to be chatting about here. So let me kind of pull up my list here. We are going to be chatting about Meta and they're coming maybe soon to a computer year near you, Twitter competitor. Um, some new AI features coming to Google Docs and Gmail, um, Discord on your PS5. Um, some Intel Arc price updates, and a new little gadget that turns your speakers into Sonos speakers. And we've got a good question of the day for you as well. So um, if you're watching on the replay, you can jump ahead to any of those categories. We will be putting timestamps below in the description. Stephen, what happens at 100 subscribers? Yeah, so at 100 subscribers, we are looking to update our lowly 720p feed here to a full 1080p feed. Yes. So... We're almost there. We only need a few more subscribers. So if you guys want to help motivate us to flip flip the switch to 1080p, yeah. feel free to. And subscribe. it's literally flipping the switch. I actually had to turn it off <laughs> for the stream. And you guys are probably all like, "You're turning it off and doing lower quality." Well, the deal was 100 yeah. subscribers for 1080p. So just um, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, um, and you can also watch us on Twitter, Facebook. And you can listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, but those don't count for the uh, the stream. So you need to subscribe yeah. on YouTube to get us into high def. Any other thoughts? Your weekend was good? Yeah, I think I had a good weekend. Again, every time you ask me, I, I can't remember. Somebody else this week asked me, how was your week? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's Tuesday. The weekend's gone. I don't know. It's Tuesday. The weekend's gone. Yeah. The weekend's gone. It was good. I, I'm imagining like, it was good. How, how about you? Oh, it was good. We, um, my wife and I did a live stream on Saturday morning for our travel stuff. And right. we went to a travel show on Saturday, looked Ooh. at some airplanes and different things. And nice. Um, yeah, just hung out. So um, with some friends and stuff, it was a really good weekend. So yeah, yeah good. Yeah, I, I managed to catch your travel show a little bit briefly live stream. That was cool. Yeah, Talk about awesome. Mexico. Good. Talking about Mexico, yes. Yeah. All righty. Well, why don't we just dive right into the nitty gritty of all of this? Let's go. Um, if you are watching live, make sure to contribute in the chat. We like bringing your comments into the show as well mm -hmm. um, and uh, being part of the chat because we like to drink coffee and talk about tech. We don't claim to know everything, but we just like to share our thoughts. So yeah. um, the first topic Meta is apparently creating a Twitter competitor. Yeah. This is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. In the kind of dawn of um, Elon Musk's Twitter, um, there's, uh, I think, room for some opportunities to compete. Um, I'm still using the regular old Twitter and I'm, I've been happy with it, um, but there's Clearly, corporations are thinking there's room for competitors, Mastodon, and then now it sounds like Meta is working on their own competitor. 
Mm-hmm. You want to dive into this, Stephen? Yeah. So um, it's still early to know. Like apparently, yeah, it is being worked on. It's called P92 internally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems that it will be using a similar backend to what Mastodon is using. I forget what it's called, but it's supposed to be like more a decentralized uh, kind of form of like Twitter. So right now, yeah. Twitter is centralized. You have this monolithic governing body where um, this idea would be like more, I think, up to people to manage and maintain stuff. Yeah, so I haven't even I haven't used Mastodon and, and other competitors. I've only been using Twitter, so I can't even really um, on a practical level. I don't know. Um, yeah, for myself, the same thing. I haven't tried any other ones. So apparently, from what I'm seeing here, this is supposed to be based. I don't want to call it Instagram platform, but you could use your same accounts as Instagram. Um, it's totally separate, but you, if you already have Instagram accounts that you're supposed to be able to use that to log in. Um, and there's a lot revealed in it, whether you're able to follow people, I'm assuming you'd be able to follow people, but how that's going to work. Um, but you're supposed to be able to, again, share it's text-based where you can share photos, videos, that sort of thing. So very similar to, to Twitter. Um, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. Um, I, I mean, even though I use Twitter, there's certain things I don't love about it. I won't lie. So, um, but then that being said, I don't actually like the fact, I guess what I don't like, I I don't like all the new fees they've implemented on Twitter. If you want to whatever, be verified and all these things, I don't know what the exact things of it are and are they going to be doing the same thing here as well or is that why they're doing this because they see an opportunity that they can charge monthly fees yeah um so um yeah it'll be interesting to see where this where this goes i don't i've heard different timelines so they don't know if this is in the near future or a couple of years away uh, from different sources so not like when i say different sources no insiders just kind of articles i've been reading but um it'll be you know it could be a couple years away before you even see this or even if it happens at all um but it's something they're working on for sure yeah now it it does sound interesting that to be more decentralized um because i'm thinking of like we'll talk about this later but bring up discord but Mm -hmm. uh, when you have chat programs like discord um does that count as decentralized because i don't know i don't know i'm trying to think of what it means does it mean because the, the, for example, the communities in Discord are all self-managed. I can't, I can't go get a Discord admin to come in and moderate my chat or whatever. Um, That's true. Yeah. Every, everything. So is that is that what it means here by decentralized? Is well, it's going to be. From my understanding, it sounds like you can. I don't want to say host your own server, but you can set your own rules for right. for what for your area. Um, right. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, some people might have a really locked down area. And let's just use the example of like cursing and it may be um, one area cursing would be allowed and another one it might not be allowed. Right. Uh, So depending on, you know, and it could be on similar topics. You might have like a sporting, like follow a specific sports team and Mm -hmm. one of them allows cursing and one of them is clean. So it's family friendly type of thing. So. Um, yeah, yeah. It'll, 
I don't know how far that'll go. Of I think there should be clearly some rules of how deep you could go with with that because there's clearly things that should be off limits criminal law and stuff like that you know kind (laughs) of yeah exactly so um but it it, on that note it seems like kind of an important thing because then a company like meta doesn't have to be as liable for everything going on the responsibility gets pushed on to um those who are facilitating who are setting up those rules it should fall back on them um where right now twitter is kind of like monolithically kind of responsible because they're seeing everything yeah, it would be so, kind of like, is Google responsible if I commit a crime with Gmail? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it be, yeah. I'm still responsible if I were to commit a crime using Gmail. Right? So, is the, is the knife maker responsible for the for the crime if someone uses his knife for you know? Yeah, yeah, stabbing somebody. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. so. Um, yeah, we'll see what comes up with that. And I'm sure down the road, if we hear more news, we can bring it up on this show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's dive over to our next topic. So there's been a lot of AI stuff coming out lately. I'm sure you're hearing about it everywhere. And you probably already know about Google is um, working on their stuff to bring it into the works as well to compete with what Microsoft's doing and the whole chat GPT thing. And so there's been an announcement um, about some of the Google features that are going to be coming. And there's a good article here from The Verge talking about some of those features. So um, there's going to be integration with Gmail, with Google Docs, um, and more, bringing the AI features in there. And some of the um, examples that they're showing are pretty neat. So within Google Docs, you'd be able to maybe have your note, notes in there and say, you know, summarize this in a paragraph for me. Or, um, you know, if you're into, there's there's actually, it was a video I was watching here. It's talking about, you know, if you're a, a business owner, it says, you know, write me a, a, I guess a job, a job ad for this position with these with these requirements type of thing. So um, I can see where this would be really handy. Um, I prefer I prefer not to let it do all the work for us. I prefer us to actually have input if I'm going to be using this sort of a topic. So um, and what I mean by that is I write a paragraph and then I ask it to write it better <laughs> like it to help your grammar or different things like that um i mean i could be wrong my opinions might differ from a lot of people but i i prefer to have input of what it's yeah rather than go out and write me this paragraph um here's the I, topic and what i want in it write me a good paragraph i i find it concerning so I'm biased. I mean, but it's my bias right here. I don't know. So I'm looking at this and the one example they give is, okay, write me a resume for this position. Mm-hmm. I don't like this feature because now I actually can't trust the resumes of who I'm getting from people. I want to know that you made it. I want yeah. to know you're competent and didn't have an AI. So as a, as someone who was hiring, I might actually request, I actually want you to um, come in person and we're yeah. going to not even use a resume anymore. You're going to tell me about yourself. We're just going to get yeah. back to because I can't even trust these letters to know who. Well, make me a video of yourself. That's how you apply. Right. Um, 
tell me about yourself in a video format because now it's so simple for anyone to do that with their phone or whatever um yeah so i mean i i understand if you take your resume and say you know rewrite my resume my um career objective to for this position like but i don't know i i feel like if you get into ai and everything everything's gonna look exactly the same <laughs> Imagine a future where every email, document, everything is just AI generated and everyone's just sitting back, drinking coffee, going, yep, yep, okay. <laughs> it's just yep. this beautiful world. It, it becomes then, generic. There's no mistakes. There's nothing to. And then you get this, you get this email. It's gen, it's AI generated. It's beautiful. This great document. And you have your AI program saying, please make a summary for me in five points. <laughs> yeah. So I just put, so the guy who put his five points in and makes this beautiful thing, the guy just does the inverse yeah. and has it back to, I, I don't have time to read. Give me the five points. <laughs> this so. is not a nice future. In my opinion. And I think what we're saying, nothing against Google, all of the companies seem to be doing this. Um, we're talking more about AI in general when we say yeah. that. Um, I, I guess the whole purpose of this was that what you're seeing from, you know, Microsoft and stuff, you're going to have very similar stuff in in uh, in your Google features already built in coming soon to a Google Drive near you, <laughs> which we use. So yes, yeah. So um, yeah. Any other thoughts on that? I, I I don't know. It's some of the the key ones that it came up with were um, draft and reply, summarize, prioritize your Gmail. Brain, brainstorming, proofreading, writing, rewriting docs, um, auto-generated images, audio and slides, and a few others, backgrounds for um, to capture notes and meet, different things like that. So quite a bit in there. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, could we use it to generate our whole scripts and everything? Not that we use scripts, but... <laughs> You don't think this whole thing's scripted? Yeah. We're all we're reading the whole time. Yeah, right. We just AI generated, <laughs> and we're just gonna no, no. I'm we actually sleeping right now. This was just AI generation of me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we'll see where that goes. Mm -hmm. um, our next topic: Discord voice chat launches on Sony's PlayStation Five. Yeah. We yeah. could have used this years ago. We could have used this years ago. Yeah. But Discord but we, wasn't around. We used Skype. We used Skype. Um, so now if you have a PlayStation 5, you can use Discord chat in it. And you basically have your phone and you go through the whole connection thing and you can use voice chat from Discord, which is a really handy feature. Um, especially now since there's so much cross-platform gaming as well. Mm -hmm. Nice to have. So, yeah, um, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, back in the we mentioned this briefly in a previous episode, but um, I remember having Skype on my PSP. It was officially supported, and I don't know that it ever made it to the PS3, but for some reason, it was on the PSP. Um, but back in the day, we definitely used Skype third-party. For, all, yeah. for our, our chatting and games. Um, so you know, maybe I should clarify. You know, she's asking, does PS5 even have Skype? No, we actually had a separate computer next to us 
using Skype. So yeah, but but my PSP did have Skype. Oh, okay, yeah. Back in the day, like the actual, it was actually officially uh, supported. Yeah, probably probably so, couldn't use it now, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so when we play PlayStation Three and Four, we just have our computer next to us with Skype on. Um, yeah. So we'd have well, private I, chat. I think that was PS2 and PS3. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. PS2 and PS3. Yeah. Um, we would play so, SOCOM. And then... Yeah, SOCOM back in the day on the PS2, we would use, and that I know there was voice chat in SOCOM, but it would broadcast to everybody. Um, so we were more tactical with a private chat. Yeah, and a Battlefield. That's what we used. We used. I think. Yeah. I think we used Skype in Battlefield as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people, a lot of gamers stuff use Discord. Like this is kind of the, the standard now for mm -hmm. chat. And I think it's even crossing over into business um, Discord as well. So it's it's kind of a no-brainer to have on gaming platforms. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I think it's a cool feature. And it's about, I don't want to say it's about time. It is kind of about time that it comes on there. I th I surprised it actually took so long because I believe we actually talked about the relationship with Sony and Discord, like probably well over a year ago, on on our show here. So, oh, okay, um, yeah, so long ago you don't even remember. So, <laughs> no. well, the the one thing I wanted to think about because like the PS Five has has its own generic chat voice chat thing, right? I'm, mm -hmm. I'm assuming I don't have a PS Five, but I think so. Um, so what I had wanted to know is like I don't think this is the case, but could the Discord and the PS5 kind of bleed into each other? But I don't, I think you have to be into a dedicated Discord um, application, I, I'm guessing, for the PS5. So, yeah. but off, off the cuff, I'm like, did, did they did they mix the two platforms so you can be in a PS5 chat room and then the Discord do, could pop in? But I don't believe that's the case, just in case there's any confusion. As far as I'm aware, that's not what's going on. But that would be like a 2.0 kind of like integration there if they ever did that. Yeah. But I don't think they will. Yeah. My thought would be, you know, where I thought this would go is you're totally kiboshing any just whatever PlayStation chat and replacing yeah. it with a Discord type of um, unit and, or software on there, which might be the next step. They maybe could just kibosh the whole... <laughs> internal yeah. uh sony chat i would imagine a lot of people would just not even use that and just go to discord yeah um might yeah. Be, especially if it allows you to you know play games like if you're playing one game that you can chat with someone else playing another game i know that's that's possible but what people want to make sure they can you know, either chat within a game or yeah. chat with your friends. So, and this makes sense as the games are becoming more cross-platform. So your buddy mm -hmm. could be on PC or on an Xbox. Yeah. And well, so I was playing using, Battlefield yeah. last night a little bit, and in my squad, two of us were on PC and two of us were two were on PlayStation. Right. So, so if you guys were buddies, you would probably use Discord as your chat program and not the internal PlayStation or whatever. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, so it allows you to to do that sort of thing. Yeah. We'll see where that goes. Yep. Alrighty. Our next topic: Intel Arc prices are slashed. Um, this is actually I I'm going to start out by saying I've got an Intel Arc A770, and I've been quite impressed with it. Not hmm, 
since the most recent driver updates we'll put it that way right I, um for gaming it's actually been surprisingly nice and um powerful for what i paid for it and now the prices are even kind of coming down more now i have the 16 gigabyte version um i don't know i think a lot of manufacturers are starting to lower their prices on them and you can actually get some pretty good deals on the intel arcs um yeah. let me bring this up here so this is uh <laughs> i never know how to pronounce their name is it asrock or asrock i think i'm going with asrock asrock okay um Asrock, ASRock, whatever you want to call them, um, has cut prices on many of their Intel Arc graphics cards. And they're saying so low that you might actually want one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they've, they've cut um, not the 16 gigabyte version that remains the at the 349 US, but they, the 8 gig version they dropped to 270, I believe. Yeah, from 320. From 320, and then the 750 dropped from 290 to 240 for the 8 gig, I believe. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they've dropped kind of the 30, 40 dollars for the different ones. Yeah. Um, and even the A380, just a really entry level card, down to 120. Yeah. So, um, some really good deals there on those cards. And with the most recent driver updates, it's been performing really well. Um, yeah. That's what we, I, I, you had uh, done like a, a heaven benchmark on it and you mm -hmm. said you'd run it before and it wasn't that great. And then you did it again later and it, it was like actually faster, quite a bit faster than your 3060 for that. Significantly test. faster than the 3060. Yeah. So, yeah. um, with the heaven benchmark. So it's, yeah, yeah, I think, I think they're a good value. You don't get all the bells and whistles that you would with an, um, Nvidia card with mm -hmm. all the RTX voice and all that, but there are, you know, there's, a, there's still a fair bit of features in there, but you don't get quite as many as of course, Nvidia, but mm -hmm. every update, there seems to be more things coming out and more features. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely think it's good value, especially if you're building a budget gaming PC, um, yeah. it might be something to look at. Yeah, this is, again, this is not a, um... Uh, a good budget option if you're coming from an older PC. This is a good fit for like a new modern that has like the new, um, I'm forgetting that direct memory access or something like that. You I think if you're trying to build like, get as much performance as you can for say a thousand dollars US for a yeah. build, this would be a really good option. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like if you're doing a $2,500 build, maybe, maybe it's not, necessarily what you'd be going after but um i think if you want something that's going to be able to play games and probably for quite a while um yeah it's a good option because you do need a more recent um cpu for this to work as well within the yeah. last couple of years because i was considering being like oh i wonder if i should pick one up but i have like aged hardware that's still fast mm -hmm. but it just wouldn't be the right fit for the um i don't have the modern motherboard and stuff to take advantage of the features there yeah but but on yeah it's actually seemed yeah again with those recent updates you have seen good performance you, mm -hmm. was, you were saying that you were using it yesterday for some battlefield were you playing it with it yesterday? yeah i was testing out yesterday with some battlefield and yeah. um i turned the settings up to high and it just ran really quite smooth so um, and on, yeah that was 1080p 1080p yeah. but still um it ran quite yeah. smooth 
this this seems good because I know that um, GPU prices have gotten higher over the years. Like the mm. the tiers seem to have gotten beyond. Like back in the day, you can get like 1060 for a reasonable price, a GTX yeah. 1060. And now that meanwhile, I I just bought one of those. <laughs> did you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and I was visiting you. Yeah. Yeah. They still work well. They're still good. Oh, it works great. I actually put it in an old PC and it, yeah. it works great. Yeah. <laughs> paid a hundred dollars for it. And yeah. Well, yeah, you paid a hundred bucks for it. And that thing, I think that was 329 US when it first came out, the six gig okay. model. Yeah. And um, I paid a hundred Canadian, which is the equivalent yeah. of like 75 bucks. So oh, such, US, that's such so. a good price for that. That's such a good, yeah. um, but that range of cards seem to have gotten gone up in the last number of years here. So it, it seems like it's nice without the Intel stuff going on and AMD as well seems to be bringing the prices back down for those reasonable. Um, this Intel A750 seems to be hitting that GTX 1066 gig kind of tier, kind of around there, bringing mm-hmm. it back to that level for that kind of gamer that doesn't need the super high-end cards, but they want to be able to play at 1080p high and all that. Yeah. Maybe some 1440p. So seems like yeah. a healthy thing for the market. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Uh, yeah. Back on that 1060, it's kind of funny because um, it was an old PC that I put it in, and I just yeah. figured the, I had a 3060 in there, and it was just overkill for what it was. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the 1060 is a better fit. Yeah. Yoshi was saying 1080p high refresh rate. I think that's where your card the and your computer was probably good for it last night. You were, you're only doing 1080p. Mm-hmm. But is your monitor high refresh rate? I think you're running 75. Uh, I think it's a, it's just a 75 hertz display. Yeah. So, but that's where you could probably run games like 120 frames plus, a lot of them and stuff, mm-hmm. which is, again, that card could probably handle. So Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's, uh, I, I've been happy with them. And now that the prices are low, they might be something. I think a lot of people are, are picking them up. I did see somewhere that their sales numbers were um, really close to AMD's, if not overtaking them. Oh, really? Um, but I don't have I don't have um, an article on that, so um, I don't want to. Don't quote me on that. But their sales numbers were were really quite high, um, hmm. and I don't know if that was just over the first kind of or the last couple of months or, or what it was, but. Um, yeah, we'll have to look into that a little bit more. Well, it looks like we have a third third player in the game, and it looks like they'll be sticking around for a while. So, Yeah, and I think that's really good. I think to just keep the prices um, reasonable is important. Yeah. So, so for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump into the uh, this other topic. It's kind of a cool one. If you have some old speakers those big speakers or even little speakers kicking around your house and but they're high quality and you want to turn them into kind of wireless speakers you can now buy um something called the we <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm totally gonna book we am I, I it's not by nintendo <laughs> or is it weems is, is it we or is it weems i don't know um that's a good question yeah. um that will turn it into a sonos device so it's a Sonos, all... a Sonos-like device, you should say. Sonos-like device, but yeah. it's basically you can see the um, the little box here. It's got LAN or it's wireless, mm-hmm. um, line in, line out, coaxial out, audio or uh, 
optical in and out. So, mm -hmm. um, and you can, it's got a microphone so you can talk to it as well and give it directions with um, Alexa, Google and Siri as well. Right. So kind of a cool little thing, if you, especially if you have some high-end audio equipment yeah. um, that you want just to be modern. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it kind of well, reminds right. me of the Chromecast of, of um, audio. audio. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way of putting it. So, um, and they're fairly, like, compared to competition, they're $149 US, I yeah. believe. So... Um, Apparently, it's it's a, quite a step up to the next uh, tier of like other companies. What they're putting out is like mm -hmm. I don't remember what it was, but like five hundred dollars or something or more. Yeah, to do yeah. similar stuff. Um, um, so they're calling it a high res audio streaming or product. So it's not a low quality thing. It's actually a high quality thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. No, that's that's cool. So apparently, yeah. So. You can use it with Spotify and some other things, but the one the one um, downside was if you are an Apple user, like an iPhone user, you mm -hmm. won't be able to directly use the like Apple Music stuff. You'll have to use like the Air to Play or something. So you won't get high res if you if you're streaming through the Apple Audio. That's the one downside. But if you're like other if you're using other platforms, yeah, um, you get the high uh, high streaming quality. Um, so nice. with their WeM Pro app, um, you can use Spotify Title. I don't even know how to say this one. Quobas, Amazon Music, Unlimited, Pandora, Deezer, TuneIn Radio, and more. Yeah, I haven't even heard of like half of these. Um, I use I use TuneIn Radio quite a bit. Okay. Um, just for listening to radio live through my phone. Yeah. I think they might do podcasts as well. I'm not 100% sure on that, but. So this is cool. I mean, I like the interface they have. I like that you could hook this up to it. You, if you have like these really awesome speakers from the 80s that just has this really nice sound, you could turn that into, you can incorporate that into your uh, wireless system. Like uh, my our, our friend Cody, who listens in sometimes here, if you're out there, Cody, hey, he has, a, he has these really cool like speakers that are older. But they mm -hmm. have this really warm, they're old, but they have this wonderful warm sound. He'll attach them to like his record player. And it's so yeah. nice. Um, yeah. uh, I would, if, if you hey, could Cody. attach that. Yay, Cody. Yeah. yeah. So he has these awesome speakers. They have this really nice, rich, like 80s tech sound to them. And uh, I think it'd be great to hook up something like this to that kind of speaker. and Just turn mm -hmm. it into that for an affordable price. Um Especially if you're someone who's like into appreciating music, this is not too much. If you're if if you're someone who's a casual lis listener, 150 bucks might still be like, why would I do that? But for those yeah. who care about their audio setup, and also that these um, they do, what would you call it? Not daisy chaining, but you can like connect them to other ones. Yeah, throughout your house, like a yeah. kind of like a mesh system for audio. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. no, this is, I, I like, this is great. I like Yoshi's comment. He says I use CDs. I'm with you, Yoshi. If there was still CDs, I would still buy them. Like if you could actually buy everything on CD easily. I yeah. like CDs. Some of us like vinyls. <laughs> I don't actually have them. You know what? Um, so I just saw yesterday. Hi, Thomas. Thanks for joining us from school. <laughs> um, I just saw yesterday that vinyl just surpassed CDs in sales. <gasps> that makes me happy. 
<laughs> okay, this is a side note. Can we go here for a moment? For a moment. Sure. You know, you know how there's a wheel of video here. There's like an actual rental store where I live. There still exists a rental store, and it's not a gimmick. It mm -hmm. still exists. It's called Willow Video. Shout yes. out to Willow Video. Yes. Um, and they have survived all the way from the 80s, and they're still here, and, they're, and it seems they're still thriving. They mm. have survived the digital era, and it seems like they might survive going back to people going back to physical format. Yeah. With everything becoming like, now you have to get Disney Plus and Netflix and Amazon and this and this to get all of the stuff. Yeah. They, this store that could have died may see a return to physical um, media being the preferred mm -hmm. choice for a lot of people. And they're still around. So I'm I, wondering if, I, yeah. I've said this for years that if I have the option, I will buy a hard copy of a video game. Um, even if I have the option and I want to buy a movie, I'll go buy the Blu-ray combo pack that has the digital code in it. Yeah. Um, if it's the option, like, if I'm actually going to spend the money on it, those are things I would do just so I have the hard copy. Yeah. Even if I only use the digital code, it's basically commonly for the Blu-ray combo pack with the digital code, it was the same price as just buying the digital code. Right. So, and then, so no matter what happens with the online stuff, you retain your uh, physical copy. Yeah. A couple of comments here. Um, Yoshi saying his Walmart CD selection is pitiful or something <laughs> and i would agree it's the it's um not very good at walmart um for cds or anywhere maybe i don't know we have one of those there's still a a cd record store in our mall i can't remember what it's called but i think it's mostly t-shirts and like games and things now like half of it's other stuff to stay alive but a lot of records in there um and uh what was i going to say thomas is saying vhs and there has been a resurgence in vhs um, thomas is saying that store is called sunrise records in the mall but um vhs like if you've been to value village like people are like searching for vhs and collecting them again and even if you go on ebay like used vcrs are expensive yeah, I, especially I, if you get like a name brand like a Sony or or something like that, they can be crazy. Using this ancient technology, yeah, right there. isn't that fun? You have something physical; it's not all in the. This is. <laughs> can I read this for you? Sure. Interview number one: Young married couple first meeting. <laughs> savage, <laughs> savage in action. This is no context. This is like, what is that? <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> you know what, Stephen? I think your uh, dad might have been looking for that um, VHS. Yeah, that, that's why I have it. I was uh, making recordings of it. It's old. For context, it's old business uh, business um, VHS training. I, I'm pretty sure I've watched that VHS. That video. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's yeah. what I, I. That's why I have. That's why I have a VHS player in here. I was making backups for that. It's, it's yeah. from like the 80s, early 90s. Okay. So, I'm glad yeah. you found it. That's good to know. We to found know. it. Yeah. Savage <laughs> business tapes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it'll be interesting. I, I, It makes me really happy inside that um, hard copy media is coming back or yes. has is making a resurgence because I just feel like houses have been so 
we need a shelf full of video games and movies and it's like a little library exactly yeah so um i, I don't know it's just something otherwise i don't know books too yeah. like i think books should make a comeback they're still there I, they're no still but books. they are but so many people read online and i get it you can get them from your library for free or whatever like digital versions on your phone but i don't know there's just something about a bookshelf and having movies and a stuff physical on it. copy yeah yeah so awesome well should we dive into our question of the day yeah let's go all right before we do that again if you haven't subscribed already we really want to give our beautiful faces to you in high definition so make sure you hit the subscribe button if you've made it this far you might as well subscribe so um, <laughs> might as well. you may as well yeah. um so our our top our question of the day is a little bit it's totally off topic nothing that we've talked about today so um it is what is the best multiplayer first person map of all time and i know we're i think this is going to be a little bit generational as well um like some of you are going to be like wow I'm just going to say it's Fortnite. <laughs> and I don't even want to call that a first. I don't even know. That's not first person shooter. It kind of is. But um, I, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Fortnite. Fortnite. Where are we dropping? <laughs> um, so this is actually a poll put out by NVIDIA asked this, this question today. Um, what's the best? multiplayer first person map of all time. The first reply that I'm seeing, I actually like this one as a as a um, as an option. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Oh, high rise um, for Call of Duty. I do like that one. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Maps that kind of force the battle in a good way. Yeah. I don't know. So here they call this a three lane map. So I guess that's something we've talked about in the past, but we never, I never knew there was an official term and this is an official term, mm -hmm. um, a three lane map where it's not just a head on like direct, but you have multiple like main choices to make. Like, I guess three lane mean you have three main choices up the center or left or right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thomas, not Fortnite map. No. <laughs> So back in the day, one that we really enjoyed was from Call of Duty 3 called Eater Dam. Yes. And it was like a three-lane map where you could go up the center to the left or right. But the center lane was, it was actually a bridge that you can go on top of in between or down below. So, and I just remember mm -hmm. that being allowing so much like variety. Yeah. Um, while having like really intense stuff happening, but you can then kind of sneak around. And so, I mean, that's yeah. what they mean by three-lane. I mean, that's an official term that they use, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I think about maps that have like, they kind of funnel you in directions and you might see this yeah. in other like city maps as like, as well, where, especially in like the older Call of Duties where there's a multiple lanes, just. So if you scroll down to give a, a contrast to that, you should see like the blood gulch from, uh, I almost said Minecraft, not Minecraft, what am I, Halo, another Microsoft, sorry, definitely not Minecraft. Um, that would be more like direct. Like there is kind of a side you can go kind of like yeah. through the cavern, but that's more like direct. You have to see that to me. Those aren't my favorite maps because they're too open. I like hills right. that you can kind of hide in and nooks and crannies and trees. Like that one seems too 
Open. And there's a there's a classic uh, quake map, I think, which is again direct. Um, so, and there's team. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so from my point of view, and I wrote down a few of them. Um, I just want to bring up Cody's first, and I would agree. I was this is one of the ones I was actually thinking of. Oh. Um, or am I thinking of 1943? You're thinking 1943. Um, but I would I would agree. Like um, some of the older maps from from those battlefield ones, I really like the the beach one in 1943, where there's a mountain on the one end. Yeah. Um, and it's narrow. It's there. You can make your way through. Like you're not directed, but it was just a really well designed map. Mm -hmm. um, but some of the um, Call of Duty ones I was thinking of, Crossfire um, is kind of a street map in Modern Warfare, the older Modern Warfare. And there's Crash as well, which is a helicopter map. I really like those ones. And for, we were talking about Battlefield Bad Company 2, Harvest Day is one of my all-time favorite maps. Um, just big open, but lots of hills and trees and barns that you can hide in and different things yeah. like that. Yeah. So um, let's see what else we've got here. What are your some of your favorites there, Stephen? Some of my favorites, um, I felt like the early um, Call of Duty 4, I felt had really good uh, maps back in the day. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Call of Duty 3 we played. Um, I'm trying to think what would be... Those stand out to me. Uh, the mm -hmm. Bad Company, the Bad Company maps I really liked as well. Um, Battlefield Bad Company. Uh, yeah, there was one called Ascension. In oh yes, Bad, Bad Company Two was it? I think so. Yeah. And there was the 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 crate rush mode, and it would lead yeah. you through a village and then up progressively into like a, a, a cathedral or something like that. I can't remember castle top. Um, that was one of my favorite. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's another game I want to bring up, um, and this is totally off the board. You'll be like, oh, I forgot about that um rainbow six vegas oh yeah um some of those and the game was full of glitches but um some of those casino maps were really good and then there was one and i think this was in many of the rainbow sixes kill house yeah but there's one better than that uh there is a, a map called streets in rainbow and uh, rainbow six games called i was just talking to my brother daniel about that and we think that's there's a, there's a map called streets it's very anyways yeah uh, hard to describe um anyway yeah yeah i forgot about rainbow six yeah um so we've got thomas has a lot of uh uh good ones here um so golden eye facility i forgot about golden eye that's kind of there's a, golden eye yeah. yeah i wouldn't say their maps are great though no um, I, don't, I don't think they were great. They were okay. like they were fine, but uh, I do like the older Call of Duty maps better than the current ones. I find um, the current. Uh, I don't know. I, I think they maybe it was a novelty of when those games came out, and there wasn't yeah. as much of it. Um, but I, I feel like they were a little bit bigger earlier, and some of the newer maps I found too small uh, over the last few years. That yeah. I like them, but not over oversized either. So, yeah, unless it's Battlefield. 
Yeah, but then you're commonly adding more players, so it it works. What? Yeah. What? What about Tony Hawk cruise ship? Tony Hawk Three cruise ship. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's a first person shooter, but <laughs> the the maps on Tony Hawk Three were amazing. A fun person skater. How about that? How about we just yeah, a fun skate. person skater. <laughs> 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 I like this. <laughs> Corgi Cove MMO. Corgi Cove MMO. Okay, so that's if not... we're just including everything now. <laughs> <laughs> Our standards have loosened. Um, no. Are, are we gonna? <laughs> Nobody likes Rio and Tony Hawk. Um, so, <laughs> are we gonna move into Mario next? <laughs> no. Super Mario Three. I'm trying to look through, see other people's suggestions. There is a uh, Counter-Strike. Uh, Counter-Strike has some pretty staple maps like uh, Dust. It's been okay. there for a long time. Um, and uh, let's see here, what else? Yeah, no, it's a good topic because map design is not a little thing. This is something that could really have a yeah. big, it, it's important. And next week we're going to be talking about our favorite tracks. <laughs> For racing. Um, oh. <laughs> Honestly, I like the original MotorStorm um, tracks. Yeah, let's just, yeah. We'll stop there. Yeah. <laughs> we should just do a video on that sometime. We could just yeah, do that. MotorStorm. What is yeah. live stream MotorStorm? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll stop it there. That was kind of a fun topic. I enjoy reminiscing about those days. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, any any final thoughts on today's topics there, Stephen? Well, again, we're close to our subscriber goal here. So um, if you'd like to subscribe and uh, support us that way to encourage us to, uh, to toggle the switch to 1080p, um, mm -hmm. you can do that. But uh, yeah, we're looking to continue, hopefully keep this going on a consistent basis. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Not much, not much to add other than that no. today. I think no. we've... Uh... We've exhausted all our thoughts. So uh, I guess we'll wind it down there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you everyone for joining us today. Remember to hit the subscribe button here on YouTube or your favorite platform. And until next time, this has been the Tech Chit Chat Show. Have a wonderful week and take care. Bye-bye.